here we go. We did it. We did it. Yeah. And I got some booze and I got some treats. I so ate my treats, set. but I got wine. Mm. <sighs> yeah. My wine of choice tonight is the Dark Horse Cabernet. Ooh, that sounds cool. I love Dark Horse. I, I don't think like I've ever stuff. had them. Nice. It's good. And like the Apothic wines, it's also cheap. Someone <laughs> I will admit I didn't I didn't actually pick the Apothic with that in mind. Um the only reason I did is because I've had it before. It's a good and it has a cool design. Yeah. And I'm like, I just need something that's kind of witchy looking, if that makes sense. Yes. This is how mine looks. Ooh. Yeah. That's cool. All of their labels look like that, but it'll be like different colors. Like their Pinot Noir is like a purple. Ah, I like that. That's the one I usually buy the most is the Pinot Noir. I don't drink a lot of wines, but when I do, it's usually cheap. Yes. Yes. You don't need to spend a ton of money to have good wine. You don't. You really don't. They've done studies on it. Yes, they have. Um... I've had a long day and I am ready for some drinking and some treats. Perfect. Welcome, everybody. This is Peculiar Pairings. Episode I'm number three. Oh, episode I'm sorry. three. <laughs> I just want to introduce myself. It's fine. I'm Celine. I'm Matt. What's up? We're ready. We got a I great so. story for you. What is the topic this week? So, the topic this week is the legend or stories of the Manitou Springs witches. Nice. Which, for anyone who doesn't know where that is, Manitou Springs is a small town on the outskirts edges of Colorado Springs. Ah. So it's a very interesting combination of areas, I guess. That was going to be my next question, like the actual location. So we're, we're a long ways from the Salem area trials yes yes we are we are a long ways away well and that is why tonight if you check our instagram you will see that uh we have something of a of a witch sort of theme although they didn't turn out the way i wanted them to they're supposed to resemble witches brooms they don't they look a little bit more like rocket ships yeah, uh and i, I eventually decided looked quite there yeah they um oh my gosh these are all like stuck together oh yeah no that's just falling apart so this did not work the way i wanted it to but yeah. i'm hoping that the taste is still relatively what i wanted it to be i mean it's peanut butter it's a little bit of saltiness with the pretzels and uh some sugar from the marshmallows and hopefully that all goes with the uh, celery I was leaning towards a spin on the idea of ants on a log with uh, raisins and peanut butter and celery, but I personally hate raisins. So I thought this might uh. be a fun twist and also much less healthy. So, you know, if we're <laughs> heading towards Halloween and that's what, uh, that's what the theme of the season is. And uh, I felt it's candy. Yeah. And I felt like doing as little work as possible. So I, uh, we're that's going with brand. just, yeah, we're going with just some, some dark red wine to kind of simulate. I don't know how many, if Blood. any, 
Yeah, yeah. Right. Like I don't know how many, if any, like like fables about witches involve drinking blood, but I thought uh fuck it. I think more so in spells and potions, like yeah, you use a drop of like goat's blood or Actually, I have no idea. I've never done any of those, so I could not speak from any experience. Well, but, I mean, once that's again, usually the legend. Well, like we always say, we don't know and we're not going to look it up. Exactly. So there you go. Exactly. So I would say that the snack on my end was not super successful. I couldn't get the marshmallow to like stick super well on one end. It just kept falling off. And for me, it was a, it was not quite a flavor combination I was expecting. I would say it's, (laughs) I liked the saltiness with the celery and the peanut butter, but the marshmallow is where it kind of became a little questionable for me. I liked it separately without the celery so for anyone who's wondering it's the marshmallow was really only there to facilitate the piercing of the pretzel to make it hold hopefully and kind of resemble a broomstick but uh it didn't really work and although i did get my marshmallows to stay on i put a little slit in the very top Oh, I just stabbed so, mine through. <laughs> that was not correct. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was going to work. It it kind of did its job, but I am going to uh, take my first actual bite of, I've kind of deconstructed this one, and I'm going to put um, all this together and just see how I like, because I haven't actually tried the whole combination. Yeah, the whole combination. I don't think it's something I would regularly make ever. I think you're very much right that like, well, Except and to be fair, my original, are good. my original thought was just the peanut butter to, to kind of backpedal a little bit. My original thought was celery, peanut butter, and just pretzels, but I couldn't really get the pretzels to stay on and look like a witch's broom. Yeah. Um, and I initially I thought like, well, just, yeah, just more peanut butter, make it like a big glob, but then it, it didn't really have a form. Oh, um, yeah. So the marshmallows with the slit in it to kind of get the celery in there arguably worked, but the flavor profile is weird at best. Yeah. I don't but think it's, I don't think that, I'm going to make it again. No, no. Um, on the plus no. side, I mean, that's kind of the point of this show is to try weird stuff and see what works and what doesn't. And uh, I'd say that this is uh, definitely one where we found out what doesn't work. Hey, it's going to happen at some point. And today is that day. May, I was going to say, may as well happen pretty much right away. Yeah. I mean, the yeah, wine's well, great. So like the wine itself. I that, was, <laughs> that was the other like train of thought I was going down. I was like, well, I'm really not confident in these treats. So may as well pair it with something that I have no control to mess up. And uh, can't beat red wine. That's true. I love red wine. That's usually my go-to is a red. Mm. I'll drink anything mm-hmm. when it comes to wine, but red is usually my first choice. I tend to go with a rosé or a light Moscato. Mm, Moscato is good. I, yeah, but I don't, I don't drink a lot of wine, so. Yeah, I am a wino. Not like a ton, but, you know. Delightful. Enough. 
All right. So what's going on in Manitou? So my sources for this episode, I have a lot of sources. I have the Colorado Sun, ManitouSprings.org, ManitouSprings.gov, the Daily Gazette, WildHunt.org, and Quora. Those are my sources. Manitou Springs is originally founded as a resort city in the outskirts of Colorado Springs. They are just west of like the southern part of Colorado Springs. Resort town though. You know, I mean, witches have to hang up their brooms too every so often, just chill. They do. It's considered a municipality. It's like a borough of Colorado Springs and more of an unincorporated town Mm. than anything. Their elevation is 6,412 feet. The dogs are fighting in the background. I'm sorry. That's okay. Mine's uh, licking on peanut butter right now and she's having a real tough go of it. Yeah. They're both very upset. They can't sit up here with me because my laptop's on my lap. So Mm. Mm -hmm. there's nowhere for them to go. So they're sitting on the other chair. The population is 5,283 people as of 2019. Manitou Springs was founded in 1872 by Dr. William Bell, who is an Englishman, and his hmm. business partner, General William Palmer. They so founded neither it. of these guys have any relation to Alexander Graham Bell or General Electric? I don't think so. Okay. Not <laughs> One as far just as I am aware, but again, I didn't look into it. Perfect. <laughs> it was founded as a scenic health resort Hmm. so kind of like those places where people would get sent for tuberculosis they're like oh you've got the consumption makes me think of Kellogg mountain area yeah the dry desert air will do you good but they sent me to a mountain and most of the time it didn't yeah well you're gonna die now at least you'll probably pretty. die, but hey, why not give it a yeah. try? Yeah, I mean, it's like you're gonna die of consumption, may as well be in a nice area. I mean, that's but, why Glenwood is a town that not springs. Hmm. It's true. So the town was founded and became officially like an unincorporated town in 1876, which is the same year Colorado became a state. That's why we are the Centennial State. Fun fact. Wow. You know. Quite a feather in Colorado's cap. I mean, everybody's moving here, so. (laughs) I'm not a fan. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Although they are an unincorporated town, they do have certified local government, an active historic preservation commission, and Ooh. a local historic district since 1980. Well, hey, so look I've at got that. some things going for them. Yeah. We are a fan of that. They're not their own town, but they have their own stuff. They do. It's nice. They do things on their own. They're like, you know what? We're here, but we're doing it our way. Yeah. We got the springs. It's all good. Yeah. One of their town slogans or things people in the area want is to Keep Manitou weird. Oh, really? Yes. How many cities are going to? Yeah, but how many cities are going to start adopting that? Is don't we have Austin and Portland? Now we got Manitou Springs. 
Well, I think Manitou Springs has been doing it first because oh. they're, they're a more quirky place than I would say Austin is. All right, but we might need to provide numbers on that if we're going to make a claim at some point. I mean, I'm just I saying Austin people are going to get real passionate about it. I, I'm i sure they are. And I hope that through listening through this episode, they will have some of those ideas that I carry and are like, you know, I could see how this works for Manitou. Yeah. And then they can make their own decisions from there. That's fair. So, yeah, suck it, Austin. Springs, That's what you're saying. Manitou Springs is known for a lot of things. And one of them is not really Hot Springs. Oh, God. Which is not surprising. Well, what an appropriate name then. I mean, Colorado Springs isn't named for springs. No hot springs. They don't have any of the geothermal hot springs like Glenwood or Steamboat or any of those areas have. The closest one is about an hour to two hours away, depending on how much you really want to be naked in a pool with strangers after dark. Mm. They do have a local spa that heats their mineral water, which is where the springs actually comes from for Manitou Springs. Ah, okay. The natural mineral springs. So you can go there and like they'll use that water and they'll like heat it. You can drink it. Do they make like pools out of it and you can splash around? I think so. I've never been there. Well, now we got to do more research. We do. We're going to have to go to Manitou Springs and see what happens. Yes. They are also known for the Manitou Incline. So here's a nice little photo for you. Sorry, I neglected our slideshow. Such the, a cute little place. Say that again. What is it called? The Manitou Incline? Yes. So that's this guy over here. Oh, my. It is an extreme hike. That is how it is categorized as extreme because it is literally only stairs the whole time. Mm. Oh, my God. You gain an elevation of 2,000 feet. Wow. Once you go, you cannot stop and turn around, from what I understand. Do you have to sign a waiver or something? No, it's free to the public. But because there are so many people traveling on it, there's like a different way down. Mm, Okay. You get to the top and then you go back somewhere else. Yeah, because of how well-traveled they are, they're very much made for one direction. Because if you go the other direction, so like if you go back down the steps, it creates so much like wear and tear on them that one, it's a lot of upkeep. Two, if any of those wooden parts of the steps like get loose, that like becomes very dangerous. Oh, I imagine, yeah. So. One direction. So they're basically, it's sort of like pop music. It kind of is. Because like um, One Direction, yeah, all right. Anyways, we can move on. <laughs> They're also known for being right outside of Colorado Springs. It's, I want to say, if you don't know where Colorado Springs is, it's about 71-ish miles, so about an hour south of Denver. Mm. Also famous for Garden of the Gods. Wow. Which is a lovely rock formation. Mm. Just lots of red rock protruding out of the ground it is very beautiful and it's really nice that looks cool they're also known for the cave of the winds which is caverns you can go into they do tours very fun is it nice are are they windy 
I wouldn't say necessarily that they are, but that's, that's kind of how they get the name because that's how they discover caves is through wind and whistling. Hmm. And that's how they discovered the ones in Glenwood. And I think the ones here were discovered in a similar fashion. I've been to Glenwood so many times, whereas I've only been to the Cave of the Winds like once. All right. All right. So they do have their natural mineral water, and that is available to everybody for free 24 7. Oh, sweet. They have like little fountains everywhere around town. You just stick your water bottle in there, call it a day. That's kind of awesome. It is. I want that. And then they're also known for witches, pagans, and Wicca. Now we're talking. Yes. So Manitou Springs was also known as a former hippie haven in the 70s. So some people think that the story of the witches kind of comes from there. From the 70s, that seems appropriate. (laughs) We got water and Wiccans. We got everything out here, man. Yep. It very much has a reputation for being beyond the boundary and being the kind of place that's just very welcoming towards everybody. Well, that's good. They basically just like don't care. They're like, if you're a good person, like, yes. Oh, hi, Bailey. The cat has joined us. Oh, my. (laughs) And she's left. (laughs) She is done. Okay. Like so many listeners. (laughs) I really hope not. It was like, fuck this shit. They tuned in for three seconds and they're like, oh, fuck. Oh, God. That's enough of this. I'm going to go whistle some winds. So in 1974, a businessman in Manitou Springs, who was a missionary, stated that the town was full of witches and claimed that he was going to convert them all to Christianity. Good luck. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. All right. Yes. I like, did he base this on anything? Like he just That's came into thing, town and was like, I don't think he did. He may have met like one person who like maybe wasn't very Christian or she's a witch. He, well, yes. Cause that's and then he's that like, works. they're all laid back and having fun. They're all witches. They're all witches. No, yeah. I will convert, I'm gonna convert them. them all. Yeah. Yeah. But In some ways, it's one of those things that this legend is kind of just really stuck with the town because Manitou is a pretty quirky place. They have an annual coffin race, which is called the Emma Crawford Coffin Race. There's some photos for you. They do it during Halloween. You get a team and you race each other in a coffin and like one person has to be in it driving. That looks spectacular. I know. They also have an annual great fruitcake toss in the winter. Sorry, the cat's like sitting on me now. No, you can't Can't drink the wine. (laughs) That was a close one. I can't have her spilling that on Sydney's table. Well, now she's getting into it. Now she's representing representing our listeners uh, better how I would like them to be. Just yeah, like, she heard coffin racing. She said, I'm in. Give me that wine. I'm going to go coffin racing. 
I mean, I feel like that would just add to the flair and the festivities. I do feel the need to like describe this a little bit because they, they, they sort of look just like cardboard boxes. They kind with, of do. With, well, and you, you described it as someone has to be driving. They just have cartwheels on the bottom. Like nobody is steering this thing. It's just a bunch well, of weirdos they have, like, racing down Main Street. Who's like driving slash riding in it. And oh, then it's, everyone on the side is supposed to be like steering it where it's supposed to go while like yeah sprinting down there's, the street. I'm just saying there's no driving slash riding. There's a person riding in it and the other people are just whipping them as fast as they can. Yeah. They're I just mean, trying to get like, them down the street. There was I'm not judging. Time, I'm just saying. I love it. It looks like a lot of fun. It does. There was one point in time in Eagle where we had couch potato races. Yeah. And I think it was the idea in general is very similar to this. You have a bunch of you people like sitting on the couch and you tow it behind a pushing truck. the couch and everyone oh. else is like sitting on it. I'm like, this does not seem safe, but this is so funny. It was a Yeah, great I mean, time. I like the spirit of it. It's it's like it's like uh Red Bull's Flugtag, where you just sort of create these horrible flying machines that don't really work. <laughs> Except this is a lot more manageable where they're just like, eh, we're going to put some cart wheels on the bottom of a two by four and just plop somebody in here and get drunk and run around. Yeah. I mean, the costumes are really elaborate. I like that. They are. They're all themed. The photos I have, which I'll put on Instagram for people. We have one where it looks like Day of the Dead skeletons. Yeah, I like that. We've got pirates. And then we have Star Wars which is really great because they got like one person dressed as Darth Vader and then gonna, the stormtroopers on the side. I was going to say, I'm assuming, work. yeah, I can't see if there's anyone in their cart. I imagine Darth Vader's supposed to be in there, but he just got out and he's like, I'm going to go threaten the populace. Well, it could be that they're just walking to the start. I don't think they're actually that running because be. they look very casual in comparison <laughs> to everybody else in yeah. the photos. I mean, you know, stormtroopers tend to not usually be in a hurry, it seems, but that's true. Obviously, these are just people in suits. They're not yes. real stormtroopers. No. So getting into the legend a little bit, want to break down yeah. what what vaguely the definition is for being a witch or being considered Wicca or pagan. Mm-hmm. So being pagan is a religion that is not one of the main world religions. So like not being Christian, Jewish, Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, or I think there's a few other ones that are considered to be up there, but it's not being that. And for some more specifically being non-Christian or pre-Christian, which I'm not entirely sure what that means. I could not really find a ton on it but i didn't look super hard so <laughs> yeah right episode for another time maybe so pagan isn't necessarily any one definition yeah all right and Pretty then broad. being wicca is considered a modern pagan religion so it's like a form of paganism and even that is more colorful from what i understand because there's like being Wicca, there's being like neo-pagan and a few other variations. Well, and that's being pagan in the Matrix. Yep, absolutely. They're going to explore that in the new movie. Ooh, 
Yeah. Fun. Neil Pagan. The legend behind Manitou Springs, or the thing that gets people talking about it the most, is that Manitou Springs is a town full of witches. And that from what I've heard is that the witches were driven out of Colorado Springs to kind of like the outskirts, mm. which is more specifically done by the Christian community because there's a lot yeah. of clash between Christians and non-Christians. Well, there was that one guy who's like, I'm going to get rid of all of them. Yeah. He's like, I'm doing it myself. Yeah. There's rumors that they have witchy ceremonies in the caves. Nice. And that there are like other areas they do ceremonies and all that. Some people say that it's a town full of Satanists, Ooh. which I feel like that's interesting. Then again, mm. there's just like so much going on between each of like the stories that you're like, hmm, who's to say? I do like the variety of witches so far. Yeah. And it is also believed to be home of dark and black magic and that it's full of like these evil and malicious things which I can say from I mean I've only been there like one time but from being there I'm like um okay <laughs> it just seems like a chill mountain town to me but okay if that's what you think cool I'm not so, I'm not trying to be specifically non-conversational I keep trying to no, eat some of these treats you're eating the treats I understand I will say this one thing I've discovered, at least with, again, I was going for the broomstick, so I kind of needed all the elements, but uh, the uh, pretzel marshmallow combination, actually pretty tasty. Yeah. If you, if you pull the marshmallows and the, and the pretzels off of the celery and peanut butter, it's it good. seems like, yeah, it's pretty good. Or you can go pretzel, peanut butter, celery, and that's also good. Yeah. The marshmallow does and not work as well. Those are the no. parts that don't mix. Yeah, they kind of clash. Everything else, pretty solid. Yeah, so when you walk around Manitou Springs, there's kind of like this evidence of witchiness everywhere. The town really like leans into it. Fair. And kind of like for tourism. feel. Yeah. It is. I mean, if that's what brings people to your town, by all means, bring the people in. As long as they go home at the end of the day. Yeah. It's... You can come and visit, get the fuck out. Yeah, so it's generally kind of a well-known thing, at least like in Colorado, especially with like locals and natives that Manitou Springs has like a different vibe. It's kind of got more of like that bohemian type of feel to it, which mm. is very different going from like the Springs to Manitou Springs. And it's like this pocket of diversity and like very different versus being yeah. in a large city that is known for being very conservative. Oh, right. So, yeah. So for, in terms of like being an out of the way sort of small town, they're actually pretty open and, uh, and liberal. Yes. Well, that's yeah. interesting. One of the big stores that is known for that is Anna's Apothecary. They got a cute little sign, all the apothecary Aww. things such as sage herbs spices tinctures they got it all they have potions that are made by local witches hmm. and everything that they sell in their store is organic 
non-GMO, all of that, their motto, or I guess like their mission statement is we are dedicated to protecting the earth and bringing healing solutions using ancient wisdom, honorable ethics, and principles created in and for light and goodness. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good, pretty good mission to be on. It is. It's a very one that's one that's hard to argue with. Yeah. Yeah. A horror mockumentary called The Warning was done by Summer Monroe, who is a Liberty High School graduate turned filmmaker. And she filmed it based on the idea of witches in Manitou Springs and kind of did it in the Blair Witch Project style with like uh, these, yeah. this found footage. Mm -hmm. And she spoke with over 50 of her classmates for this true story and their witnessed events to talk about like all of the so-called dark happenings of Manitou Springs. Right. So far, it sounds like it's more like a parody where they're like, this is yeah. running stores and stuff. And they, like, they go in to find this like devious center of darkness and they're all just like, hey, you know, we're just kind of hanging out. It's pretty, like, it's pretty chill hey, out here, here, bro. You want to smoke some yeah. weed? Yeah, man, we got, we got tinctures and potions and stuff. Yeah, you got like, like sword back or something. Yeah, let's just, you know, let's just chill, man. It's all good. We're chill here. We're cool. Yeah, we're good witches, bro. There was a book written by Deborah Harrison about the town called Manitou Springs. And a lot of people were somewhat disappointed because there's no mention of any sort of witches, Wicca, or anything to reference the story that the town tells about having Oh, that. okay. I so will some admit, people I, think it's suspicious. Yeah. I will admit this whole time I've been thinking like, it sort of sounds like it's a pretty sweet place, but you're, you're saying there is a story behind the town that is maybe more like what people are expecting when they think of witches? It's, there is and there isn't. It's kind of complicated in that people really want it to be a certain thing. And then I guess in a lot of ways are disappointed when it's not. Right. Which I feel like that is the very common thing. People, yeah, people just have like a misconception of like what they think witches are in yes. terms of like everybody thinks of the salem witch trials and like people putting on curses and stuff but this is just a town of like average people just kind of with a certain spiritual mindset perhaps yeah so in 2018 when bryant t reagan who is a history professor at colorado college which is one of the colleges in the springs um he was teaching a class on sorcery magic and devilry the history wow. of witchcraft. That sounds like some Hogwarts shit. It kind of does. I'm very surprised that that was even like a class. And I'm kind of bummed that I didn't have it as an option at CSU. But hey, that's okay. Yeah, I definitely didn't have any like spells or magic options in college. Mm -mm. But the issue he ran into was that he couldn't seem to find anyone who was Wicca or Pagan to come and speak to his class. Mm, okay. So either he wasn't able to find someone who was willing to do it, or he just couldn't find someone who was because he either wasn't asking the right people or going about it the right way. Right. 
which I mean, and he could have done all of those things and just didn't have any luck. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not it right necessarily way. that there wasn't anyone willing to do it. He just never found anyone. Yeah. And part of this is that with Colorado Springs being a very conservative evangelical place, a lot of people have hostility towards minority backgrounds in a variety of ways. Yeah. So there's that small town flair. I can imagine that being in an area like that, you're maybe not as willing to be open about those things. Right. There is one fairly established, established, I can't speak today. There's one, yeah, it's just words. It's a curse. You got cursed. It's a little curse. No. (laughs) There is one coven that seems to be like fairly established and well-known in the area. And they are called the Eclectic Group Coven of the Five Elements. Okay. I feel like their name could use a little punch up, but that's from everything I read, the coven organizers declined to go into any further information other than we exist and this is our name, which (laughs) is because they have had a lot of negative interactions with people and that being right. witches and Wicca has such a negative stigma that people generally don't share the same things that they do as far as beliefs and all of that. So they're like, we're not telling you anything else. You don't know. Yeah. You don't get to know who's here. Cause I mean, I feel like that's reasonable. Like not everyone's going around sharing their beliefs to everybody all the time. So, right. Do you have any numbers on like how many people are are members? I don't. No, I couldn't find. Well, they won't tell anybody. Yeah, they won't tell anybody. So I couldn't find anything on that. Yeah. So. You don't get to know. And especially with Colorado Springs being what a lot of people call a like Christian Mecca and like this evangelical Mm. stronghold in the country, people aren't going around announcing that they're not Christians. Right. That's that's kind of like the last thing you want to do to like draw attention to yourself is be like, hey, by the way, Tim, I'm not Christian. So like, can you not? I just wanted you guys to know. You just felt like you had to know. Like people aren't doing that. No, not usually. And the great thing about Manitou Springs is that despite all of the rumors of this evilness and dark magic, the locals feel fairly safe. And it's the kind of place where, like, everybody knows everyone, people don't lock their doors, type of safety. Except for the witches. I mean, those won't tell witches. us anything. The Chamber of Commerce for Manitou Springs has actually been trying to overcome this witchy reputation. I legit thought you were going to say Chamber of Secrets. The Chamber of Secrets. And then I was like, okay, Manitou now Springs. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, now we're getting into some real magical stuff. I would love. Okay. If for like their conference room, it's called the Chamber of Secrets. That would like, be amazing. They're, ooh, that yeah. would be great in um for a jury. Oh yeah. And you go to trial, mm-hmm. that would be so good in a courthouse. The I Chamber think, of I Secrets. Think like, I, I feel like uh like wherever JK Rowling lives, like all throughout that town, 
any any building that has a room that is currently labeled labeled as like chamber they should just go around and put like little labels on top of it that say harry potter and the and then whatever the chamber is below it like harry potter in the chamber of the jury although it probably it. says jury chamber it's not a perfect idea but i'm willing to willing to work like it, it a little bit all right thank you yeah so usually when people hear that it's a town of witchcraft and paganism they tend to stay away mm -hmm. which i feel like that must kind of be nice since everyone wants to move to colorado yeah i but swear the population has increased in the last two months and wow it's crazy so yeah just tell everybody that your town is cursed by witches and they'll be like well we'll go to denver and then we'll visit manitou yeah, so now they're all living where I live, so I might start some rumors. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Get you some and, witchcraft going down. Yeah, so the thing that people really tend to like lean into and have those beliefs with is because of the Hollywood Association of Satanism mm. and that they're like these crazy ritualistic sacrifices and they like sacrifice babies and stuff like that. Right, right. Which, from what I know, is not true. I've so far never met a witch that actually sacrificed a baby. Right? Yeah. The difficult thing with living in Manitou is that if you are trying to track down someone who is Wiccan or a witch, it can be very difficult. Because, again, people don't want to openly share their beliefs. Yeah, they're not talking about it. Yeah. We don't have any data on this stuff. I don't know why people are like, that's so weird. They won't tell me what their religion is. I'm like, do you go around and announce to everybody what your religion is? I was like, going to say, to be you fair. introduce yourself and be like, hi, I'm Stacy. I'm a Christian. Nice to meet you. I, I mean, and to be fair, we, we are talking about like a race of people, like just the human race in general, who for centuries has maybe even millennia has been running around not just declaring their faiths but murdering other people who aren't the same faith True. so yeah it's like to a certain extent it's less modern if, if, i think if you think about it it's actually a pretty modern idea to not declare what your faith is that's true. I mean, I don't tell anybody what mine is. So. I don't either because it's none of their goddamn business. Exactly. It's it's not their business. They don't need to know. If I want to sacrifice a baby, I'll do it in the privacy of my own home. Oh my god. Yeah. For the sake of not going to prison, I hope you are not doing that. Well, that's not for you to know. I guess not. <laughs> People All right, let's move on. <laughs> people aren't going around wearing like pointy hats and dragging around broomsticks and doing things that are witchy right. because they're normal people right. you know it's it's like when harry potter and his friends aren't at hogwarts and they're like in london they look like normal people yeah they're not trying to stand out yeah they're just normal folks going about their day yeah which leads me to kurt razor and that is his, that is a photo of him. Okay, I saw it he's, with one of the articles. He's he's he, not exactly doing the Harry Potter thing of like like he's not. that is one person who walking around town I would be like oh yeah that guy's a witch and or a warlock. Yeah, I one hundred percent like would be like oh 
he's wearing a green shirt and move on because that's how I operate. He is one of the few open witches in Manatee Springs. I think he actually lives in Colorado Springs from what I understand, but he like he commutes. Me, he commutes to the. He does his yeah. He does his Manitou. witch stuff in Manitou. Yeah. Yeah. Meets with his coven or whoever else is within his community. Exactly. Goes back home to the springs because they're like right there. Yeah. He is what is called a an Episcopalian minister turned Celtic storm witch. That okay, is, they definitely have better titles. Like, in yeah. terms of religious titles, that's badass. Yeah, so he's a Celtic storm witch, but before he became Wiccan, he was an Episcopalian minister. So that's quite the, wow. quite the change. I was going to say, that is, that is a hell of a right turn he took. Mm-hmm. Like, it is. Uh, yeah, what the hell. Yeah, he has, he has claimed to have steered and dissipated many storms, which... Hence being a storm witch. Like, that is even better. Like I I figured that was just gonna be like a title, but he genuinely claims to have powers to control or at least like manipulate storms. Yeah. Wow. All right. I know. I'm on board I, for a for a minute. I feel like that's pretty badass. Like if I knew I could do that, I would 100 percent feel awesome all the time. I do, I do feel like I'm getting to know him so much more. Like the, my perception just of that picture is changing where he's like, just kind of standing in front of his beagle with his arms crossed beagle beetle. Um, he's standing there and he's just like, yeah, that's right. He's just like, I control, yeah. I control the fucking weather. What have exactly. you done today? So he says he is drawn to Manitou Springs due to the smoky quartz deposits, hmm. which is something that a lot of people in Manitou Springs are drawn to. And one of the things that really makes it unique with, from what I understand with crystals and like that negativity, it either attracts you or it repels you. Like there's Ah, no in between. Yes. They are like witch magnets because either you're attracted to it and you're like, this is a place that I can dig, like I yeah. live here. Whereas or if you're like not, yeah, if you're not drawn to it, like you may go and visit, but you're like, oh, I don't want to stay here. I would not stay here. Like you maybe visit every once in a great while. It's like a and dark energy here, man. I got to get out, like, bro. I don't like it. So there is this natural phenomenon which they have called the Manitou or the spirit of the mountain. So the quartz will kind of start to collect and carry like an electric charge. Oh, wow. Then creates like an aura type glow on like the hillside. Like like for real? Yeah. I want to see that. I'll see if I can find a photo. I mean, I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to believe in whatever kind of magic they they want me to if I can go see a glowing hillside. This is so this is within like the actual town, like so. There's like a hillside in the Manitou Springs area that will just glow like a what like a low television. Yeah, I think it's a a very low kind of aura. 
Now, is this just something that is captured on like a special camera, like like it's a heat thing, or do you mean like to the naked eye, it will actually glow? That I am not like 100% sure just because I couldn't really find a ton on it. So I don't know if this really gives you much of an idea. I was going to say that kind of shows. Oh, what the Hold on. It's not wanting to show the photo. It's going to say that I pulled up a few. The only thing I've seen, it looks, it looks like they're just taking pictures. I'm going to have to see it with my own eyes. Yeah. It's one of those things like I've never heard it before. So I'm like, oh, is it like, how do you know? Where I'm sitting right now. Does it create magnificent sunsets or like. Yeah, it totally kind of sounds like some people who were on acid one time were like, dude, the hills are glowing. It does a little bit. A little bit. It does. I'm going to reserve my my belief for uh, a bit more evidence, but a fun story either way. Yes. So Kurt states that magic with with a K, M-A-G-I-C-K has both negative and positive power and that being a witch is a huge responsibility and you can actually hurt people. So that's why people are scared of Manitou Springs. Yeah. Yeah. He's too many witches. There's the witches. He follows a version of the Wiccan read, which is a moral code for Wiccans. Okay. The one that he follows is and it harm none, less in defense for the greater good, do as you will. Which I've heard that do as you will type of phrasing quite a bit. Yeah. Within non-Christian religions more. Yeah, so it, it kind of sounds like as long as you're not hurting anybody, do whatever you want. Yeah. Which is, I know, is a fairly satanistic like the church of satan idea Mm -hmm. is they're like if you're not being an asshole to everyone and you're not hurting everyone like just do what you want yeah just barely tipped on the side of good where it's like we're not necessarily saying you have to help your community or you know any of that but like you know if you're not hurting anybody just do whatever you want yeah we're not bad witches but I'm sure if someone was like, I want to go above and beyond, they'd be like, cool, that's what you want to do. Great. Right. Yeah. Cool. They they are dis it's it's nice to know they are actively discouraging bad behavior. Yeah. They're like, look, we're not saying that as part of this coven you have to be like doing good deeds, but you don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. He did state that a lot of people aren't comfortable with coming out and being open with their religious practices that the witches are hiding in plain sight and that they are here. Makes sense. He's not going to like dive into that more. I do appreciate that he's not hiding at all. Yeah, he's like, I'm here, right here. Hello. You see my lime green beetle? I ain't scared of nothing, man. You know, he's got like the little flower lights on it too. I love it. And it seems to match his necklace. Oh, that's a pentagram. Never mind. (laughs) I thought it I thought his necklace was a flower. (laughs) It is is a pentagram. So I feel like that does give him away a little bit. Yeah, a little, yeah, like that. I'm assuming, again, like based on his creed, he's not doing bad things, but generally negative things are associated with pentagrams. Yes. 
<laughs> so he does say that there are witches in every community and it's he's like it's not like we only live in certain areas right we're all over you just don't know <laughs> right um he does have some recommendations for people if they ever come and visit and that is to go to adam's mountain cafe <laughs> And the Swirl Wine Bar, which are both like local places and they're still open post-COVID because I checked. I wanted to know if these were still there. So I did do the research. Do these recommendations have anything to do with witchcraft? No, they're just places he likes. (laughs) Hey, you know, I mean, if you come to visit, go to Adam's. Is that like... Is it like a, a a nexus of dark energy? No, man, but they make a killer pancake. Like, yeah, let me tell you, pancakes. Like, you should oh my definitely God. go. And they use the same batter for their waffles, so they turn out a little weird. But the waffles are still good. I mean, a waffle is still a waffle. A waffle's a waffle. Yeah, I got a I got a cappuccino named after me there. It's pretty great. Honestly, I, that would be awesome. Oh yeah, he gets a five percent kickback on those on those cappuccinos. I hope so. If that is what is happening for you, Kurt, I hope so. Yeah, Kurt's Celtic. What the hell is he? Storm. Storm... Celtic oh Stormwitch. That is badass. Kurt's Celtic Stormwitch Brew or like Mocha mm. Cappuccino. Yeah, Kurt's Celtic Stormwitch Cappuccino. Cappuccino. I like it. Mm. Kurt, we're gonna name a drink after you. So Here's to you, Kurt. Overall, as we have learned being Wiccan or a witch in the springs and around the springs is very hush hush tell mm. no one you got they it except for had, Kurt except for Kurt they had in the springs what they considered a culture war which is when the minister in the 74 came in to confront the forces of darkness which wow if you've ever had someone try to like confront you with religion is like extremely off-putting yeah it's i've had it happen going to school at csu where people come up to you and they're like hey i want to do a survey and you're like is this for a class sure yeah yeah i made the mistake once of saying yes and then someone was like do you think you're going to hell and i was like what kind of survey is this it's for expressive writing. Now what? answer the question. Yeah. Like what? Why are what? I'm I'm trying to go to my kinesiology class. I don't want to do this. No. Sure, sure, but just real quick, are you going to hell? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Um, they have said that the culture wars has mellowed out with Manitou Springs becoming a bit more gentrified in Mm. the last decade there still is that clash between colorado springs and manatee springs since colorado springs is considered the christian mecca as i mentioned earlier and the evangelical vatican so those are the nicknames for it i guess it has 20 at least 21 conservative far-right christian groups wow okay yeah that is kind of a mecca yeah they oh, have I'm a sorry. huge vatican that's my bad the vatican 
Yes. They have a huge focus on family. Although the Springs claims to not be monocultural, which is that they have at least one out witch, which is Kurt, and yeah. that they have a pride parade every year. Oh, that's cool. Which for the Springs, that does surprise me a bit since I'm pretty sure a lot of people just go to the one in Denver because it's an hour and the one in Denver is pretty big. Yeah. But it is one of those things that they are like, no, like we're not this way. And they're like, but we kind of are. They have with some of their organizations, one of the articles I found that has that like focus on family is actually called Focus on the Family. That is the name of the organization. They really do need to get a little better with their names. And they had a whole article that I want to say was published in 2019, so fairly recently. And it was called The Hidden Traps of Wicca. And I read through it, and it was very much an article trying to tell people how teenagers are turning to Wicca and becoming pagans, and that it's more common with girls and women because they're like, oh, there's this whole focus on girl power. And overall, the article was very anti-anything non-Christian, which right. they are a Christian organization. So like, I can't blame them for that. Right. But the one of the counter arguments to having girl power that I thought was kind of odd phrasing was that Jesus is the source of real girl power. Okay. (laughs) Which I get where they're trying to go, but the whole point of girl power is having strong female role models. Right. So I feel like Jesus as a man is not the best choice. Yeah, that's Christianity trying to rebrand to reach a wider audience. They're like, you know who the you know who the womanliest woman of all is? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell so, you about him. With having His, a lot of that influence in the city, it is hard for people who are not Christian to feel welcome. I can imagine that. Or even people who aren't super like religious Christians. It's hard to feel welcome. Right. They're like, look, we're Christian, but we're not like. We're not that Christian. Yeah, we're not that Christian. Yeah. We don't think that we're Christian, but we don't believe that Christ is the greatest female role model. Yes. (laughs) He is not the ultimate source of girl power. Right. It's Beyonce. Let's be real. It's Beyonce. (laughs) Gotta put a ring on it. Oh, yeah. So in comparison, Manitou Springs has more of that bohemian vibe. They have a lot of Native American influence, which is mainly coming from the Ute and Arapaho, since they commonly used and currently use the springs for drinking water. They are also considered a sizable community for artisans, musicians, potters, healers, new age masseurs, 
alternative gardeners, which I'm assuming means pot growers. I was going to say I had to stop you. What is alternative gardeners? Alternative. Yeah, it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. So like other people garden, like people have gardened for centuries. So like I grow. Yeah. <laughs> Do you even grow, bro? Like you don't even grow. I grow, it's, bro. It's legal. So Right. On um, the state level. Yes, on the don't state take level. This, don't take this out of Colorado, bro. So they also have Dharma motorcyclists, metaphysical high teachers, and liberal artsy bohemians of every kind. Yeah, the last one makes sense. What were those last two, though? The ones the before the liberal Dharma arts? motorcyclists? Let's start. What is that? I don't know. Great. I like the picture. I could not find really good definitions on like any of these. Well, they don't talk about it. Yeah. And then metaphysical high teachers. Metaphysical high teachers. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's like a meditation guru (laughs) or something like that. But either way, it is a bohemian heaven in Manitou Springs. And they have non-traditional spiritualities overall. I, Dharma, Dharma cycle. Oh, uh, Dharma. Okay. I believe it's a uh, sort of Buddhism or part of Buddhism or Hinduism. So they're Buddhist motorcyclists. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, they okay. look like a super scary motorcycle gang, but they're all Buddhists. In Hinduism, Dharma is the religious and moral law governing individual conduct. So they are literally like Hindu motorcyclists, assuming that that's what that's talking about. Sorry, what was the one right after the Dharma cyclists? The metaphysical high teachers. So metaphysical dash high teachers. Oh, which yeah, is why I high. think it's like a meditation guru. Of yeah, and they do a lot of work with the alternative uh, growers. <laughs> the, uh, Probably. I would yeah. not be surprised. <laughs> They're like, well, high is in our name, bro. So yeah, we get a ride from the Dharma cyclists. We go see the alternative growers. We come back and we do our high definition. What was I talking about? And they're like, class dismissed, I guess. I guess, like, I think we're done. I feel, I, I feel at peace. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. I'm at so much peace. I need to get more <laughs> alternative stuff. So one of the main big issues with Manitou Springs is with the Native Americans' indigenous population. I they didn't give me any specific tribes, so I can't be specific with that. But it is with exotifying Native American spirituality. Okay. And people aren't entirely sure if the Native practices has been what is contributing to the legend of witches in the area. But Manatee Springs is a very different energy and vibe. And from what I've read and researched, people can feel it. There are apparitions of Native Americans, tuberculosis patients, devil worshippers, witches, 
Anything else? It's all there. It's a the, town the, with ghosts, and I dig it. The TB patients really kind of <laughs> threw me. I remembered you talking about like it was oh, in the it beginning. Was a site yes. of, yeah, but I completely forgot about that. So it's like you know, Native American spirits and and like past you're, witches. You're hiking and you see a Native American spirit. You see a witch, and then you see a person in a hospital gown. And you're like, oh just blood on a handkerchief <laughs> hello there are you here for the fresh air too and you're like uh, no sir i came out here from georgia boy oh this is some good <laughs> oh oh my i just love the fresh air out here say your yeah. clothes are weird it's like yeah you're dead what and then he disappears into a puff of smoke <laughs> yeah as i said people <laughs> can feel that energy in the area and it's either attracting you or repelling you boy so. i hope it's repelling most people because i do not want to feel tuberculosis energy <laughs> some might say it will consume you history joke the consumption yes. all right we'll move on yes so that <laughs> that is it there's unfortunately there's not tons to it fair enough short but, but sweet i like it yeah that is the story <laughs> of manatee springs and their witches sweet i i do have to say my two highlights are one at the very end i just love the idea of specifically a tuberculosis ghost <laughs> which i am going to make a band name uh named that TB and that patient be, yeah TB, specifically tuberculosis ghost or something like <laughs> tuberculosis ghosts something like yeah there's there's a really <laughs> great ghostess. yeah it's a really great like manito springs local indie band name and they like Ooh. yeah they sell cassettes in like the yes, apothecary it has shops to be cassette tapes it can't exactly. be cds or anything nope no, no, no. It yeah, could they, maybe be a record, but like you only make one. And it's made out of hemp. Yes. And it does not play well. <laughs> it does not play well at all. But it's like their vibes are in it, and that's what they're going for. Yes. And then you gotta have the vibes. Yeah. And then I will also make a young teen adventure book titled Tuberculosis Ghost. And that's really oh. just kind of a fun romp through history as they're trying to like solve some random crime and then they meet a ghost who died of tuberculosis and they solve the mystery of their death it was consumption yeah exactly on their own. uh yeah uh this is the first case we've solved that was you know nobody killed you 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 killed yourself really you went to manito springs you should have gone to a doctor and uh i well, mean the doctor told him to go gonna... to manito springs so oh shit twist like that <laughs> shit, you're right I mean, the that's doctor's kind of what... the killer. Oh my god, no! Oh fuck! All right, they told yeah. Them to go there now, their death is on their conscience, but they don't know because I mean, how many and, other yeah. people are they sending and it's, there? It's recent enough that the doctor's on his deathbed; he's still alive, and the no. ghost needs to get uh like closure from the doctor by being like you told me to come here and now i'm dead and he's like you were gonna die anyway i thought you should be in a nice place and he's like well it didn't help 
I guess I it mean, was people nice. were still getting tuberculosis in like the 50s. Oh, I thought you were going to say now. Do they get tuberculosis? You you can. But like we can treat Now I have to look it up. Yeah. Like number of tuberculosis cases. Now we to, must know. Yeah. How do you spell it? Tuber- oh, tuberculosis deaths in 2020. Shut Let me guess. Up. 10. All right. Is that uh, higher or lower? This says, that doesn't make any sense. This is an estimated 1.8 million people could die from tuberculosis in 2020, (laughs) which I'm assuming, I'm assuming is due to COVID. Hold on. (laughs) A total of, (laughs) supposedly from the CDC website, a total of 7,163 tuberculosis cases were reported during 2020. Oh, that okay, so the 1.8 million was a very off number. That was a really odd number. That doesn't make <laughs> any sense. And like almost all of you will get tuberculosis, like a good third of you, one in three. Okay, so I'm assuming this isn't US, but supposedly, again from the CDC, tuberculosis is the leading infectious disease killer in the world, claiming 1.5 million lives each year. That can't be right. I feel like that isn't right. No, that must be just like outside of the... Okay, in 2018, the most recent data available, 542 deaths uh, were reported in the United States. Oh. So that's... that's Yeah, for the U.S. happening, but it is a very small amount. And I think Uh, for the most part, it is treatable. For sure. Yeah. It's kind of along the lines of like rabies where it's like, how could anyone die of rabies? And it's like four cases a year, but it's like, it's still, it still happens just because I suppose not like there are certain people who just don't have access to the care or whatever, or they don't think that they have rabies and they start showing symptoms and it's like, well, right. Yeah. It's like, you're going to die. And so I suppose someone who has TB might just be like, eh, I'm fine. And then uh, they start coughing up blood and, then, and they're like, still like, to I'm be fine. Too late. Right, yeah, yeah. Like Their lungs horrible. just become not good. And I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. COVID didn't help anybody that had TB already. Oh, probably not. Oh my God. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's, that's not, yeah. Oh, so dark. So dark. So this is ending on a good <laughs> note. Didn't we and end by on a good, dark note last time? And by dark notes, I'm talking about Apothic Red. Sponsor us, Apothic Red. Dark notes of mocha, vanilla, and dark fruit. What the hell is dark fruit? <laughs> I don't know. You can't rich layers of dark fruit emerge. All right, well, I I'm going to send know. a very strongly worded email to those people. Yeah, dark horse... And really, any wine person could sponsor us, and that would be fantastic. <laughs> Dark Horse is the unexpected winner. For us, winning means bringing you exceptionally crafted and well-balanced wine that over-delivers on your expectations. We do this by working side-by-side with 400 of California's finest grape growers to earn the wow. first pick of their harvest. And we taste our wine over 100 times before you pour your first glass. The results, a bold Cabernet Sauvignon with notes of plum, a hint of oak, and a smooth finish. I thought and they were going to say, cheers. The, yeah, I thought they were going to say the results, a shitload of drunken nights. 
No, we taste our <laughs> wine a hundred times. times. Yeah. And you're wasted. Yeah, we drink it. We don't do that. We don't do that taste and spit bullshit. That's for <laughs> shitty wines. Fucking yellowtail motherfuckers. No, we drink that shit. Because we need to know what the effects are. Here at Dark Wine, uh, what is it called? Dark again? Horse. Here at Dark Horse, we like to just Here drink. Horse Wine. <laughs> horse Wine? That's what their name should be. Hey, this is Horse Wine. We got they have Cat drinks. Wine. Uh, they have wine that is A, both made for cats, and oh, another one oh, that is in the what? shape of a cat. Okay, the shape of the cat I kind of get. Did you just say there's a wine made for cats? Yes, there is. Uh, well, that's next week's episode as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I need to know everything there is to know about cat wine. We got catnip and then we got cat wine. Oh my I, God. I have something else picked out for next week, but I could change it if you want. I'll, no, no, no. If there's a, if we can do like, I'm assuming there's not a whole lot of information on that. If you want to do like a 15 minute episode between then and now and just like do a quick cat wine so. thing. Oh my God. Today we bring you cat wine. Oh man. I want to taste it. Is we it can. bad for humans? Oh my God. I need to know more about this. I don't know. I think, I think humans can drink it, but I'm not 100% sure. I'll get back to you. Pet winery. I mean, yeah. I don't want to just, I don't want to just overshadow the witches of, of, uh, we were just talking about the Springs, Manitou Springs, but, uh, I need to know everything about cat wine now. <laughs> I want to know everything. Well, we learned everything about the Manitou Springs witches. So now we are on to other things. I have to admit, I really enjoyed learning about Kurt. And his Celtic storm witchery. He seems witchery. like a great man and like someone you want to have a beer with. Yeah. But someone you also kind of just like run into at the local bar and he's like, I'll tell you my story. And you're like, cool. Yeah. And then this you is go back. Great. But then you go back home and you keep seeing him in like reflections of mirrors and windows <laughs> and stuff. Oh that and sounds then one like day he you... hexed you. Oh my God. No, no, but he wakes up and then he's in your living room. And he's giving you pancakes. Oh, because it's from shit. I forgot the place. James's or Dave's. Oh, um, Kurt's Eric's. Adams. No. Adams, Adams Cafe. I brought you Adams pancakes. I'm like, oh, thanks, Kurt. He's Ooh, like, bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> like I just, uh, yep. I gotta catch the winds back to uh, Manitou Springs. Bye bye. Oh my God, that'd be so cool if he just like used storms for transportation. Exactly. Oh my God, yeah. I want, That's yeah, what I the want... bug is for. It's for driving in the storms. It just like levitates. <laughs> exactly. This is some Harry Potter shit. Yeah. He, you, yeah, he just flies. Like everyone thinks he has a side hobby as like a storm chaser, but really he's just teleporting. Dang. You goddamn right. Kurt, live your best life. Yeah, really? he's, he's sort of like an Uber Eats driver, but for Adam's pancakes. <laughs> he rides tornadoes off to bring people pancakes. I keep seeing things where people have these super amazing Uber Eats drivers. And I'm waiting for that because I've had, I've had like generally decent people. Yeah. And then I've had some like not too great people. I had someone hot box with my food in their car. So like that was a great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's not I cool. was disappointed and then I didn't eat my food and I was upset. 
that it's the worst especially when you've got like a craving for something real specific and you're like i'm i'm getting that thing i don't want to go out i already had some glasses of wine yeah. and uh and then they bring it to you and it's like it smells like weed yeah i it tastes like i weed. actually ended up making a complaint to uber eats and they're like wow. So like, what's the problem? I was like, someone smoked weed with my food in their car. That is illegal. And they're like, well, ma'am, not in the state. A vehicle while being high. And they're like, so wait, what was the problem? And (laughs) And then you're like, are you high right now? And I'm like, well, you're calling Colorado, right? It took them a minute and they're like, okay, we'll look into it. We'll refund your food. We're sorry. Like, oh, well, that's good. Thank you for taking care of it. I just feel like I can't not say something. Yeah. Because I mean, like if I were on the road and I encountered someone who was high, like I wouldn't necessarily feel safe. I will admit I've been surprised at, uh, so, I mean, I grew up in kind of a country area and then I moved to the Twin Cities and I have been amazed at how many times, even with my windows closed, I've pulled up behind a car and it's just a wall of like weed. It just like and pours out yeah. of the windows. You're like, whoa. Especially what? if you're on the freeway and it's like, look, if you're cruising from like one club to the next in downtown Minneapolis at 3 a.m. and you've got someone who's like driving you, you know, wherever you're going and you're just having a party, uh, whatever. But like, if you're on the freeway, like driving home from your job or something, oh my God, I'm like, I don't think you should do that. Yeah. Oh, so we, do we have scores for our snack and beverage tonight? Oh man, the beverage, I mean, it's red wine. I didn't go out of my way. I'm going to give it a solid six. It's uh, I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with it, but it's, it's red wine. I'm also not a wine person. Um, in terms of the treats, I think we have discovered that like half of it, each half of the treats separate from each other are like an eight or nine. I mean, it's hard to go wrong with peanut butter and celery sticks and salty pretzels. It's pretty yeah. solid combo. And I was actually surprised by the marshmallow pretzel mix. That was, I might do that more. Just like stick a pretzel. Yeah, peanut or butter two. in there. It's yeah. good. It was pretty good. You can I, get I the fudge admit, from last week or yeah. the caramel. Mm. Yeah, there was something Other to that. Things. I was I was surprised by the pretzel marshmallow. You put the celery stick with the peanut butter inside the marshmallow with the pretzels and it drops to a three at best real quick i'd say like a two yeah just because the celery and marshmallow combination is not Not meant to be no not good not and and even even on a texture basis the basis it's a little weird yeah because even like, like the crispy crunchiness of the pretzel um it somehow complements the marshmallow really well but yeah the crunchy crunchy moisture yeah the crunchy moisture of the celery no it doesn't work so no the the treat as as it was presented yeah two two maybe three at best not great um made the wine seem more refreshing though i mean the pairing i will say that 
the pairing as a total, I'm going to go with a four. Yeah, I, I'd say a four. I'd give the celery marshmallow combination a two as a whole. Yeah. And the wine, I'm going to give a seven because this is one of the wines I really like. It's, it's a solid wine. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to drag down Apothex rating. I don't know why oh, very no. much. I, I mean, it's a good red. Taste, tasted good. Yeah. The rule with wine is if it tastes good and you like it, it's a good wine. Exactly. I've, I've seen a couple things talking about like sommeliers trying to sound all cool and stuff. And they're like, ultimately, drink what you like. like it drink what you like. Yeah. Don't. If it costs $3, Drink it. Who cares? If you like it, who gives a shit? Except, yeah, there you go. That's the new motto for that's the motto for today's podcast, especially today's coming episode, from our pal if Kurt. you like it, who gives a shit? Yeah, Kurt switched from being a minister to a witch. A witch who controls storms and delivers pancakes through tornadoes. <laughs> Fucking Kurt's living his best life. And <laughs> he tells he, he looks down the lens of any camera and he says, Who gives a shit? My name's Kurt. And then he just disappears in a puff of smoke. Ooh, that oh. would be the most badass entrance and exit ever. Yeah. Just and then he's poof. I'm here. Yeah. Poof. I'm gone. And then he's gone. And then and then like 20 feet away, you just hear some of his beetles. It's going away. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Dang. He's he gotta deliver more. Here. He's gotta deliver more pancakes. I mean, he went 50 feet to a beetle i mean that's like but he's still pretty good it's still pretty good yeah he's driving away in the beetle but he went 50 feet from standing right in front of you in a puff of smoke that's yeah. pretty damn good better damn than i could do for sure yeah i'm like god damn kurt you do you bro you do you yeah so what do you got on tap for next week next week i have the bell witch caves Ooh, i'm gonna have to think witch. of more witch stuff they're haunted caves. <gasps> if that helps. Yeah, it does. And it's in Tennessee. If that helps oh, you. Oh, 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 yeah. That helps I don't you know get a, a little more info for next time. Oh, we going down the southern way. I don't know if that's a good yeah. thing or a bad thing, but it's going to be fun. Oh, we'll find out. Stay for tuned, listeners. Yeah. We're going to be, oh, shit. I got to get my, my info. Shut up. Everybody shut up. <laughs> oh, God. Where did I put that? I always fuck this up. I have to remember to get this up. Everybody shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing. No, it's, it's, it's fine. Where are we on Patreon? You do that part. Yeah, so we are on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash peculiar pairings podcast. I think you can also search for us and you should see our logo, which will be revealed soon i oh, you don't finished with it you don't like my you don't like my piece of shit pumpkin and, and wine glass i've been working on this logo before you made the pumpkin oh, and wine okay. glass all right which <laughs> i i will make an alternative with the wine glass and pumpkin for you that's very like designy and cutesy I, I am in no way upset. That was done very quickly just to throw up on Instagram and it, uh, it served its purpose, but needs to be replaced. So once we have that, you can look for our logo. You can search for us. You should be able to find us. We have a few different tiers. 
check them out. I know one of them is you can sponsor an episode and we'll let you pick the topic. Ooh, so that's, that's exciting. Cool. I'm pretty excited about that. I really want to know what other people would. I'm excited to with. see what people pick if we have anyone at that level. So I guess yeah. only time will tell. That's true. And speaking of Instagram, you can find us at Peculiar Pairings Pod. And you can find us at Twitter at Peculiar Perry Pod. That's P-A-R-P-O-D. They have a they have a character limit or something. I don't know. But you can also email us suggestions and bullshit at peculiarpairingspod at gmail.com. A lot of hard peas, but hey, that's what we're here for. Yeah, alliteration. Peculiar is pairings fun. and alliteration. Yeah. We'll see you next time, listeners. Bye-bye.